Hello, everybody. Welcome to the American Arbitrage Reseller Podcast. This is our first podcast we've ever done, and we're super excited. My name's Kerry. If you don't know who I am, I've been doing TikTok for a while and Instagram, and I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a while, and I am doing it with my partner in business and my girlfriend, Dawn. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Dawn. <laughs> Hello, Dawn. Yeah, she's new to the whole podcasting thing. She doesn't even listen to podcasts that much. Um, I do quite a bit. So this is something we've been wanting to do for quite a while. And we are, you know, in the reselling life. I've been doing it for about 10 years. How long have you been doing it, Don? Uh, probably a little bit about the same. About the same. We met, and we'll kind of go over the story. That's kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode, how we started reselling and how we got where we're at now, which is about, what, two or three weeks before opening our store? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So we're going to just start a little bit of, with our story, which kind of starts with me. I graduated college during the, the Great Recession in 2010. And um, I had three degrees. I wasn't supposed to do this. This wasn't supposed to be my job and what I was going to do. But um, I was having trouble finding a job. I wasn't sure if I was going to go back to school or not. So um, as I was determining that, I started reselling on eBay. My mom had actually, I was living at home, and my mom brought down a video game that my sister got for Christmas like back in the 90s. It was a Pokemon game, brand new sealed. She's like, try that on eBay because I was doing a little bit of cards for fun. Uh, selling and, and buying. I posted on eBay. I did an auction. I don't really do auctions anymore, but at that time I did an auction and I put it up and it ended up selling for $70. It was pretty good. Do you know anything about Pokemon, Don? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don's not much into Pokemon. I, I don't know as much as I should. I do know that I sell the video games well and I'm trying to get into the cards. There's a lot of a lot of money in it, especially with Gary V and, and Logan Paul pumping up that market. It's a it's, I think, a big opportunity for a lot of us, so I'm trying to learn a little bit more about it. So I started reselling, and pretty quickly I realized at that time that I wanted to start going to the thrift stores. At this time, 2011, early 2011, there was next to nobody on YouTube doing videos on this, so I found a few people. I watched their stuff. I watched American Pickers and all those shows, and I got into it, and I decided pretty quickly I wanted to open up my first store, which was at the time called Ponce's, like uh, Ponce de Leon. And I wanted to start an auction, and I started an auction, and we did all that kind of stuff. And that's where we met first, right? Don was at my auction. Yeah, yeah, I went to one of your auctions one night. Yeah, we did. Um, I did an auction at a restaurant. It was called Bandito's Restaurant. Um, what I did to get that auction place here in Utah, you actually don't need to have um, a auctioneer's license to to do an auction, which I didn't know at first, but I did my research and found out you didn't need it. Um, and I just went over to restaurants. I had my store, but I didn't have enough room in my location to do, a, you know, like an auction or anything. So I went to a couple restaurants. And like the second or third place was a really fun little Mexican restaurant. And they let me uh, do auctions on Tuesday nights. And we ended up getting a little bit of a crowd. And um, Don was one of the people there. And that's where we met initially. We didn't really date or anything at that time, but we met each other initially there. Um, and then. I kind of ruined the worst, you know, the best part of the auction. You would always tell me, what was the best part of the auction when I started? The food. The food. <laughs> and what did I do? Pretty quickly after we, so I just, I just stumped her. But we, we had food at the auction, so I decided to get my own auction house. And what did we get rid of? The food. The food, yeah. So she, <laughs> we, I decided to get a, a bigger shop where we could do the auctions in-house, which was, 
I don't know if it was a mistake, but it was uh, something different. So we, we got rid of the food, and Don was always upset with me because we didn't really, you know, we were going to try to do food there, but I don't know how to cook anything. So. <laughs> and Don's not that great either, honestly. <laughs> so, That's true. So we didn't, we didn't end up doing much food other than like bags of chips and soda at the auction, but... That's kind of where I started everything. We we met there and we did the auction together for a little for bit a little while, yeah. at the store. And then um, we decided to start our store together and leave that place. The overhead at that place was quite a bit. And we ended up moving, you know, to a better, better situation where we could do furniture and decor. And that kind of leads me into kind of your journey. What was your journey of starting reselling and what led you to kind of doing the furniture painting and all the furniture art you do now? I'm actually went to, I actually went to school uh, at a trade school for being a plumber pipe fitter through the union. So that's my regular job is I'm a union plumber pipe fitter. And my dad actually uh, retired. And while he was sitting around uh, with nothing to do anymore, he would start watching Storage Wars, American Pickers. So my dad actually is the one that got me into this. Uh, he started buying storage units. And uh, we would go there and help him clean them out. And then he eventually got a booth at the swap meet. And I would go there and help him sell at the swap meet. And uh, just met a, a crowd of people that uh, were all in this lifestyle. And so I ended up going to a shop one day on the way home, me and my dad actually. And we stopped in and talked to the owner of that vintage uh, shop. And he said he was renting booths. So uh, me and my dad decided to go in on two booths together and move out of the swap meet area and into an actual store. I uh, started doing that. We started going to estate sales all the time, uh, yard sales, all of it. Uh, that got me into the reselling side of it. Uh, started going to auctions, of course. That's where I met Carrie. There was a few auctions going on at that time. So I was going to about three auctions a week. And then was, was I your favorite auction? Be, be honest. Uh, well, not after you got rid of the food, but <laughs> 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 but but uh, um, then uh, the owner of that shop wanted to downsize and uh, gave some of the consigners options to rent out smaller sections of the building. So uh, me and Carrie had already uh, got together then, and my dad as well. Uh, we decided to take part of that building and rent it and the rent was so cheap that we couldn't pass pass it up so we opened uh, that shop at the time Carrie closed his we opened mine lower overhead uh, better location uh, and then surrounded by other shops like that so that that made it perfect for for that for our business and then we just opened up uh, it's 1851 AD antiques and decor. That's what it was before. It was a little play on the a AD at the end of 1851. Carrie actually came up with that name. Uh, I actually came up with the name of his business, American Arbitrage. So yeah, it's it, funny. Yeah, it's crazy how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. So we stayed in that shop for a little bit, and um, my dad eventually really retired and moved to St. George. So. Uh, we ended up upsizing from that smaller area and took a larger area. And then just from that, it's just been going up and up. That's true. And we, we changed a lot the business from, from where I, what I was doing to what we were doing. Yes. I mean, I was doing a live auction and Don came in. The funny thing about the auction was we had a little bit of a crowd, maybe 20, 30 people. Yeah. 
And Dawn came in and she started using her, her artistic ability and started what we called like making scenes. Like we would, we would put all our stuff on the tables for our weekly auctions and she, I would just throw it on the table, take pictures. And, um, she came in and actually made it look all really interesting. She'd, she'd drape things over things. She would, she would. I'd make it look like you would display it in your house. I thought that would, uh, grab their attention better if they could see how they could picture it in their home. They might want to actually purchase it or pay a little bit more seeing it displayed that way. And honestly, I think that was kind of the genesis of everything we started doing resale-wise was trying to figure out a creative, unique way to get people engaged with what we were doing. Because at, at the time I was doing it, it was just straight up what everybody else was doing. You came in and we realized that to get people to come into the auction, we had to do something different than just the mom and pop auctions around us we had yeah, to had to get attention we had to get the attention and we ended up i remember following this this is the first time i really ever followed how many people were viewing anything i ever did online and we went from maybe a couple hundred people looking at our ads on on the auction to on our local like craigslist site to we would get like thousands of people yeah. looking at our ads and then by the time we were done with the auction before we stopped we were getting how many people do you think 50 60 people into our auction yeah and that was a lot for the location wasn't as big yeah as we couldn't really fit 50 60 at people the end, <laughs> when we, there was a lot of people coming we really didn't have the room but i know uh one of the things i remember the reason we stopped doing the auction was we seen um the people that were buying the stuff because they would get really good deals a lot of the times on this furniture and decor and other tools and such uh we actually uh were friends with one of the people that came and bought stuff out of the auction and we seen him the next day post a dresser an antique dresser that he probably i think he paid what eighty dollars for it yeah i remember this uh, the very next day he posted it on uh face and it wasn't facebook it's ksl that's kind of like craigslist here in uh, utah but uh he posted it on ksl and sold it the very next day for 250 dollars. right when we seen that then and there we thought we're going we're going to do this. We're not going to, we're going to cut out the middleman now, or we're not going to be the middleman anymore. And we're just going to start selling it. That was the very last auction we did because we decided we're going to sell it outright. So the, we shut the auction down the very next day after that last auction, we started posting on Facebook, uh, yard sale sites, um, KSL and, uh, we started just selling directly out of the store just like that instead of putting it up for auction. And we started making a lot of money. That's true. And we, we soon after that, we did a Facebook page and we learned that it was really important. And things have changed. The Facebook page isn't really what oh, it yeah. used to be, even though we have yeah. a lot of followers. Or I think the yard sale sites even. Yeah, the yard sale sites are pretty dead. And the Facebook business page, we have how many followers on that now? Uh, on 1851, it's uh, over 24,000. Yeah, and it's it's probably gets Starting. us less traction than when we had eight or 9,000 on it years ago. It's just the market's changing. It's ever-changing. And the one thing that's that we decided very early, um, we had a, we love talking business, and that's something we're probably going to do a lot in this podcast is kind of talk about our thoughts behind what we're doing because it really does fuel everything we do from the business to even you know what I'm doing with American Arbitrage stuff. It's it's all with 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 a bigger picture in mind. I love doing what I do, but it's definitely we have big goals and big dreams for sure. But we we realized pretty quickly with with our furniture business, yeah. there was one major flaw with having a store that sells furniture, 
Um, and it was the fact that, you know, we couldn't continually, no matter how well our pictures were or how good they were, continually get traffic into our store. So we did something we thought was pretty pretty unique and something we still do to this day that has really, I think, set us apart from a lot oh, of people. Yes, yes. And that's the free delivery. We deliver anything for free. Can you really talk about why we decided to do that? Uh, I think it's because uh, we wanted to reach a, a larger audience. And when, you're, when you want people to come to the store, you're usually just getting local people just right around within the 15, 20 mile radius. Uh, so we decided maybe if we decided to test it out and see if our profit margin would get higher if we offered free delivery. Also, another reason, the main reason we actually started uh, doing free, de free delivery is I also would purchase things off of yard sale sites that I could repurpose or I bought it at a low cost and I knew I could flip it for higher is I would drive to Salt Lake or I would drive to Provo, which is about half hour to 45 minutes away to pick these items up. So we figured that if we're already gonna be out there picking stuff up, we could be delivering. So we're making money and spending money all at the same time. We're going to locations we wouldn't have normally went to to pick. We were stopping at all the DIs. We were stopping at all the savers, all the, any thrift store we could find. Also, on yard sale days, we would drive out that way, and we would do deliveries as we're doing yard sales. So it worked out uh, great in both both areas there. And also, tax write-off for mileage, and it just opened up a bigger uh, audience for us, uh, made our time funner because we were picking and, and selling at the same time. So it just ended up working out great for us. And now, we actually, since my dad's retired in St. George, now we actually go down there once a month and we deliver to Las Vegas for free. So now we'll go to, because we always go to Vegas when we go to see my dad. I can't help literally, <laughs> Literally, if they buy a $5 item, I'll still we will deliver it, it for free. Because we're going to go there anyways to do the thrift stores. Uh, we used to go there before the pandemic. Uh, to, we'd go there and have a buffet every time, maybe go to a show, maybe do that. Since we were doing that anyways, why not use that to our advantage to get a better profit margin on our items by selling down there. Also, it's a tax write-off because now we're using the mileage for business. Uh, so it's just working out great for us. And then, uh, yeah. It's true. Like a lot of what we plan on doing and, you know, it has a lot to do with how we can maximize our time because Don works full-time. There's been some time where I've also worked full-time in the last 10 years. But uh, not now at the moment. I'm full-time on eBay and doing the other stuff. But it's all about maximizing our time to get the most out of it for us to be able to make as much money as possible. And at the same time, focusing on something that I don't know if you've all heard the kind of quote. I'm going to generalize this quote from Jeff Bezos. But it's basically all about the customers. Every decision you should make in your business should be about how you want your customers to have a better experience. And that, that's really how we based our business, at least our physical business and, and everything else, else we do online. Um, it's all been based on that. We have definitely generated some loyal customers based off of our free delivery. People who couldn't make it, uh, people who can't leave their homes, people uh, who don't live near us to drive out to see us. We've gotten such loyal customers. We're going to some people's houses every week. Yeah, they are just buying consistently. Some people's houses is just full of our stuff. So that's one thing is we, we give the customer something that uh, it, it, 
a, a benefit other than them benefiting us. Also, it's kind of creating a community, which is something I've learned in the last year with with American Arbitrage, which is, you know, my business venture and also kind of like my online persona, um, is just creating a community. It's, it's, it's such a cool thing to see how many people are out there who resell. And obviously on my American Arbitrage, I, I focus mostly on the eBay side of the business, which has always been my passion. I haven't been so much into... I did help you paint furniture at the start. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty does. terrible. Yes. Um, but <laughs> he says I can't cook. Well, he can't paint. <laughs> no, that's that's the that's a hundred percent the truth. But yeah, I, I do like the e-commerce stuff, and I'm always trying to push myself in that realm. I'm I'm just started doing Facebook Marketplace lately. Not just we've been doing Facebook Marketplace oh, forever, yeah. um, but uh, they allow you to do shipping now, so you could ship out items. And they have so many different, you know, deals and things going on for for sellers right now. I think all right now they just started uh, clothing is free shipping. Oh wow! So I have a bunch of hats, and they'll pay for the shipping, um, so it doesn't get taken out of your profit. And the fees are only like five percent. Oh, so I, I'm fascinated by all the new and interesting opportunities out there. But that kind of leads us to where we are today. We were at that location. We were in two different locations in that building, doing the furniture stuff, doing the delivery stuff. And then a new owner came in mm-hmm. and well, raised the rent. That like happens, double. right? Yeah, it was probably even triple, I'd say. They wanted like over over like two grand, and we were well under that. And we were paying 800 for two spots. Exactly. And so the, uh, utilities included. So we had a really good deal. So we, we decided pretty quickly before they officially changed it that we were going to move just up the street into like a friend's store. Yeah, and we just, we just consigned through them and just took a small space. Uh, Moved a lot of our stuff into storage units and then just sold uh, mainly through my Facebook business page. Uh, just did free delivery. So part of the time we weren't even open, my area wasn't even open. Uh, I do what's called scenes and once a month or at first it was every day. And then it moved to once a week and then it moved to once a month because it, it gets outrageous sometimes. It's... Uh, very busy when we post scenes uh, having to sell stuff get everybody's information their delivery uh, their addresses for delivery so we ended up just going to once a month and then just delivering uh for a one whole week instead of every day or three times a week or whatever there's legit been times where don will post a scene for you know all the new stuff we have for sale in the store now at this time we weren't physically like available for people to come Come in in. because we just had a small portion of that building that we're in now we have the whole building now and we would for hours straight just be answering people people would be sending money because they had gotten so used to the fact that they had to to buy the stuff quickly and it's kind of went down since then because facebook's changed a little bit over the last year or so but at, at the peak it was just so crazy um, we got so overwhelmed at times, and then we had deliveries for sometimes two or three straight days. You know that we would have to do getting stuff from here more. and there. I know <laughs> it's amazing, but yeah, during that time, you know, we I would help with the delivery, and that's a lot of times when I would go visit all the different DIs all around um, Utah. I probably could tell you which one's my favorite. Well, I know which one my favorite is in which Utah. One's your favorite? Um, I would probably go. I like American Fork a lot. Which is oh, do down. You really? I do like American Fork. I've heard Provo's good, although I haven't really felt it when I've been there. I actually, my favorite one was the one on 2100. Oh, I don't really like 2100. Uh, yeah, the American Fork one seems to be a little bit smaller. Yeah, and they, I don't know, for whatever reason, I had really good luck. This, these are all places in Utah. 2100 is up by the University of Utah, give or take a couple, a couple blocks. But um, yeah, we have, I don't know, probably 14, 15 DIs in Utah. Probably more than that. There's, there's, a, a, there's, there's a ton. There's a bunch. 
Yeah, but and you, savers. And savers. We have a couple savers right here by the store now. So those are like my 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 main spots to find stuff consistently. But honestly, honestly, a lot of people think I'm like a thrifter, and I am. But that's by far my third favorite way to get stuff. My favorite way to get stuff is probably the swap meet, yes, uh, flea market, or um, it's close second, if not first, would be uh, garage sales. Yes. I just think oh, you yeah. can get such better deals, especially with furniture. Yeah. Oh, yes. People just want it out of their house, and I can buy large pieces of furniture for 5 or $10. Also, we have uh, friends that we work with that uh, buy out estate sales after they're done, and they always call us, and we go over, and uh, they'll sell us rooms full of furniture because they don't want to move it uh, for 50 bucks, 50 to 100 bucks, and we'll get tons of furniture. Uh, they also then, we, we also have a deal with them where uh, if it is furniture they, they believe they can get a little bit of a higher price for, I'll post it on my page and then uh, sell it for them. And then I get to keep 25% of it and don't have to do any legwork at all. Just post it and collect the money. And that's another way of making some, some money on the side. It's true. Really with reselling, it's all about being as um, just creative as possible because there is an endless amount of ways and things you can resell and ways you can resell them. It's kind of finding what you're passionate about within the reselling business, honestly. And this podcast is kind of our, is our first one. And we're kind of all over the place just giving you a backstory of where we come from, why we do what we do. But in general, in the future, we're going to be talking about like the week in reselling for us, what we've done this week, what we've sold, what we're not selling, maybe mistakes we've made, triumphs we've had. Um, especially with our store opening up here soon, yeah. there will be a lot of talk about running a antique decor collectible store. <laughs> it's uh, difficult, wouldn't Posh, you say? Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> as your what would as my mom would say, a junk store. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't like that he's doing this after getting three degrees, that's for sure. Yeah, she definitely, she thought I was going to be a lawyer, which is what I was going to do at first, and then I realized that I don't want to, like, defend people I think are guilty, and I don't <laughs> really want to be a, uh, you know, an attorney at all, and then I was going to be a professor, which you never know, maybe someday I'll go do, oh, I just sold some on eBay. Ooh, big money, two bucks. I sell, <laughs> I sell a lot of cards, and, and that's something, you know, on a tangent here, they just uh, made shipping for cards under $20 and under three ounces, um, 91 cents or less with tracking. So now I can ship these cards in an envelope. And gosh, I have, we're probably looking at 10,000 cards at least sitting here. Hundreds of which, if not thousands, are worth the $1 to $10 range. So that's going to open up and make it a lot easier for me to make some money on sports cards, which is my absolute passion. Maybe we'll do a sports card centric episode one of these days and try to keep Don awake during it while she's texting Don. We're we're live. <laughs> you gotta answer people. I know. We always got people <laughs> we always got people blowing up our phones either from for her it's the I mean she has a pretty big Instagram too and she just started TikTok what? Well about a year ago but she started again I stopped and then about two months ago. Two months ago and now are you almost at ten thousand? I'm almost about eighty five hundred and that's, I only started up again, what, about a month ago? Yeah, you're about to get paid. You're about to be in the creator's <laughs> fund. That's awesome. There we go. So one of the things I think that one of the sayings me and Carrie seem to talk about when it comes to the resell is uh, you make the money in the buy, not the sell. So if you buy items uh, at really great prices, uh, that's where you're going to make the money. In it's, the end. It's true. And a lot of people, I mean, I talk about my inventory of unlisted stuff being in the thousands, and you have probably hundreds oh, of unlisted. I got three storage units full of furniture. But the <laughs> thing is, 
Is that stuff paid for or not? Oh, it's all been paid for a long time ago. Except maybe the storage unit costs. Well, <laughs> that's a monthly cost for sure. My, I w one day I'd like my goal to be I don't buy anything new for yeah, a right. month. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's never going to happen. And then uh, try and whittle down the, the storage nope. units. But the sad thing is, is it's also at my house. It's also at the shop. I, I just, you can't pass up a deal sometimes. It's And you really hard. do, you really do make the money in the buy. It can get overwhelming and you can definitely lose profit uh, with storage units and stuff yes. like that. But um, the way I look at it, especially like cards are a good example for that. I'm buying sometimes 5,000 cards at once for a couple hundred bucks. I literally am making my money and profit back within a week or two usually and then I literally have cards I can go through on and on. I went through an old box of cards, not that old, um, recently, um, yesterday or the day before. And I pulled out, you know, just a couple cards and made a quick 10, 15 bucks. Just, and there's more cards in there I can sell. And these, this is just old money, old stuff that's been sitting around that as soon as I can get to it, it's a, a money pile, as they say. And it really helped during the pandemic because here in Utah, we couldn't, I mean, the pandemic's still going on, but during the, <laughs> when they were shutting everything down, I couldn't go thrifting for about three months and I never even got close to, to touching all my inventory um, that was backlogged. It's not all amazing stuff because obviously you post the best stuff at first and then later on um, you go through the stuff that's in the middle or the stuff that's lower in but still has value. So we're excited to start this reseller podcast. It's something I've been talking about with Don for months, maybe six, seven, eight months. I've had people say, ah, you should start a podcast and it's definitely something I'm excited about. Um, I definitely you know, will improve and make it more succinct as time goes on. But for our first podcast, we're pretty excited, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, definitely. So we encourage all of you to, to follow us wherever you're listening to us. And we will be doing one of these every single week. They're probably going to range from like 20, 30 minutes on up to maybe an hour or two at times. We may have guests at time come in and, and talk about other things as well. But we really do love reselling. It's a great way to make a little extra money if you need it for the side on eBay or even just locally flipping furniture like Don does. Oh, yes. Or, you know, as a full-time gig, it's definitely possible. It all depends on your drive and really what your goals are in life. But it's something, it's a tool. It's a tool to put, push us all forward so that we can, you know, fulfill our goals and whatever, whatever, wherever that brings us. Yeah, it'll definitely consume your life, though, once you get into this lifestyle you won't want to stop and it'll every time you're going somewhere every time you're planning something you're going to see how you can fit in a thrift store stop or oh yeah hard sell. do we go on vacation oh, anywhere without thrifting oh no when we our favorite place to go is san francisco and we make sure we hit all the thrift stores in san francisco we go everywhere also tax write-off exactly exactly <laughs> so you make your vacation fun for you and also a little bit business because it always works out in the end <laughs> yep we go we go check out what's the place that we like to eat at in, in san francisco uh, the stinking rose I the believe. stinking rose yeah it's all garlic food um you know it's awesome <laughs> oh so good i love going to the fisherman's wharf oh last time we went we saw like a janice joplin show oh yeah that's that pretty was awesome. awesome it was oh, yeah. 2017 so it was like the 50th anniversary of the summer of love and oh we it, went to the museum. museum with it too with all of the artifacts and stuff from that oh, it was awesome so we actually did some stuff that wasn't reseller re related but oh yeah we have fun while we're out due to one thing i don't recommend one thing i don't recommend is don't go to uh fisherman's war for the fourth of july to see uh fireworks we did that one year and there's so much fog, you couldn't even see the fireworks, but we still had a great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We didn't see anything. We just heard <laughs> stuff, and it was a ton, a ton of people. Oh, yeah. 
which I miss. Like uh, at the time, I'm like, oh, there's too many people. But now I'd like to be around all those people. It'd be exciting. Yeah, things were normal. Yeah, for sure. Well, we appreciate you all um, tuning in, and we will be doing these weekly. We'll have another one next week, and we'll be talking about our week in reselling, and we'll have some discussion, different um, topics to go over. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, subscribe. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Bye.